everybody, and welcome back to the film Reroll. I am Paulo Quiroz, your humble host and narrator. This is the final episode of Memento. Now, as always, we're going backwards in time, so every time a new player hops on and you hear this sound effect, it means we're jumping backwards in time. And with no further ado, Memento. Carolyn Faye Kramer is an actress, visual artist, writer, improviser, freestyle rapper, dancer, and a black belt in kung fu. Her screen credits include Amazon's The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel, CBI's FBI Most Wanted, and ABC's The Family. She is a regular on the film Reroll. Now, Carolyn, we met, and the other person who's still on from before is Jaws. Yo. Jaws and I both met Carolyn in a crazy play that we did together, that we True. were just reminiscing about off mic, in which, <laughs> did you feed Jaws applesauce? Is that what happened? I don't remember. I think Jaws did the no, feeding. It was, it was, yeah, it was oh, me feeding yeah. people applesauce. To both the yeah. ladies? Yes, which originally was supposed yeah. to be a man and another lady, or two men, I don't remember. But I, like, I don't remember. One but then it all was, three ladies. Yep, all three of us. I, <laughs> I forgot. Yep. And yep. Uh, I... I did a lot of voices. I played a senator at one point on like a scooter. What a time <laughs> oh to be alive. Let's just, you the real did. star of the show, as we were talking, was the cellist. She was incredible. Oh, yeah. We were just remembering there was a cellist. It was awesome. She was. But we're not re-rolling that. We're re-rolling Memento. Uh, Carolyn, have you seen the film Memento? I have a long time ago. Okay. I, I like want to say I saw it with my my high school boyfriend but it's all kind of a wash, which I suppose is perfect because for the character, it's kind of a wash. Yeah, yeah that's a good point. Like, can't remember yeah, it. Yeah, we're just going to throw you right into it. Perfect. Okay, I'm ready. Leonard, you're in a car. There's a little gate in front of you. You're, you're in a police car. You're in the back of a police car. You're in handcuffs. Oh, oh hey. shit, you're under arrest. The police car pulls into the front of what looks like a medium-sized suburban precinct. Okay. The cops park what? and come around and pull okay. you out. I, um, I'm sorry. Who, who are you? I know you're a cop. Now, Officer Shelby, we're going to get this sorted out. And if your precinct checks you out, we'll let you go. And he pats your pockets and your pockets are pretty thick. They're well laden, if you will. He sticks his hand in your pocket and pulls out a big wad of notes and pictures. And you have multiple wallets and multiple sets of keys. And the other cop takes, there's like a, little messenger bag over your shoulder and he takes that and officer peters is rifling through your pictures and starting to ask you a question when he suddenly comes across a picture that makes him freak out what the what the fuck oh god what the fuck the other cop comes over and he shows him the picture and this cop just starts vomiting right right on the pavement peters is shouting at you what the fuck is this how do you explain this i i i couldn't officer peters um I'm sorry. I, I've never seen that before. I um, I have and a what condition. What was it doing in your pocket? I, I'm not sure whether I put it or somebody else put it or um, ooh, I'm really thirsty. Do you and have at some? At this point, some other cops have come down the stairs and are grabbing you and dragging you into the precinct. Ow, uh, a little less rough. Thanks. As you burst in um, the front doors, pulled by four different cops, there's ugh. commotion and someone's shouting Miranda rights and there's a big burly captain who comes up. What's all this then? He's not British. That doesn't make any sense. What's going on here, Peters? And Peters shows him the picture and the captain faints. And 
they start pushing you towards one of the cells. Hey, wait, aren't I, um, don't I get a chance to talk to somebody? Do I get a lawyer? What's going on here? Am I, was I just arrested? Honestly, it's like you weren't even paying attention to the Miranda rights. Okay. If you do not have an attorney, one will be appointed I, I, to I you. I don't remember what uh, a lawyer, if I have a lawyer, i Then one to... will be appointed to you. Hey, can I make a phone call? Yeah, you get a phone call. Okay. I don't know why we don't mention that in the Miranda rights. So first they do some processing papers and take a mugshot of you in front of one of those height boards. And they do one without a shirt, so they have a record of your tattoos. And uh, so the audience of the movie can get some of that sweet beefcake Guy Pierce action. <laughs> and finally, they take you to an old payphone in the back okay, great. and give you a single quarter. Okay, thanks. Um, can I roll to remember a phone number? You cannot remember anything. There is no roll that will make I you can't. remember anything. There's no roll that will make me remember anything. Well, I'm at the phone, so I will dial. What about, do I remember where I used to work or nothing? I remember absolutely nothing. Yeah, you can, uh, so yeah, you could like maybe try and recall phone numbers from before your accident. That's true. I'll, I'll, I'll let you roll IQ to remember a phone number from okay, before your accident. Do I know what time of day this is? Can I see if it's light or dark? It, it appears to still be light out. Okay, great. I'm going to roll to remember the name of the insurance office where I worked. I'm not sure if I still work there. Yeah. Okay. okay give me, so give me gonna... a, uh, give me an IQ plus two. Okay. Oh, that oh, is a crit that's... success. Wow. Crit success wow. to remember the phone number of your job. I love it. <laughs> you remember everything about your job. Okay. I don't know if that was seven. Okay. And uh, But you're also going to have to give me a focus roll. Actually, for your crit success, you don't have to take a focus roll. Wow. Thank you. All right. Thanks. Okay. And uh, you, you dial, um, do you want the front office? Do you want someone specific? Oh. Do I have a best friend at the office? Is my boss my best friend? <laughs> no. Uh, yeah, I'll say that you had a that you had a nice. buddy that you trusted at the office. What's his name? Jiminy Cricket. <laughs> a guy Pete. named Travis Field, who's the only guy you really got close to. He and his wife would come over for game night. He's a slightly nervous man, but he's good-natured. He was actually the head of legal, so he's a pretty top-notch lawyer and okay. he's wealthy. He's also a jazz trombonist. All right. You dial his home hey, number. Tra is this Travis? Yeah, it's Travis. Who, who's speaking? Leonard. Do you remember me? Leonard, I don't know any... Wait. Shelby? Yeah, yeah. Shelby, that, is that that's you? me. Leonard, I, I can't believe this. How are you? I thought... I, I mean, I thought you were dead. I, I heard you were dead. What? Everyone at work How said... How long has it been since you've heard from me? It's been years, man. What? They said at work I was dead? No, I'm... I'm well, alive. I, it's just such a shock. Wait, I'm Travis, so glad to hear from um, you. How are you? <laughs> I'd love to have a long conversation over uh, coffee and cigarettes or something like that. I don't smoke. Okay. Just coffee and incense. Could we? I don't do incense. All right. No incense. But here's the thing. We have a short amount of time till I forget this conversation. I have something called, it's amniotic, not amniotic, amni. Amniotic. Are you, you're pregnant? You have I'm, amniotic issues? Yes. Leonard, congratulations. amnesia. My uterus keeps forgetting that it's pregnant, and then it's like, oh, oh, God, I guess I should have morning sickness. <laughs> um, no, no, this is serious. I have this certain uh, kind of amnesia, which I know my amnesia is causing me to forget the exact name, even though I know how it is it is normally. So, uh, so we have to... I, I'm at a police station. I need your help. Can you come help me and bail me yeah, out? Yeah, man, for you. Yeah, for sure. Well, 
where which police station? Um, I'm at oh god, I don't know where I am. Is there anything? Can I roll to see something around me that indicates where I am? Give me a perception roll to try and look around. Okay. That's 10. That's a success I by got one. it by one. Uh, now, that was an active perception, so you do need a focus check on that. Okay, I'll focus. give you a focus roll to keep focus. That work? Oh, hmm. No, that's bad. That's 15. That's real bad. 15. So that's bad by three. All right, so that is your first focus strike. Thanks for so not giving me are... strikes for my technical issues. <laughs> demerits for my terrible internet. So you glance around the room, you fail your focus check, but you you do succeed your perception, and you're able to see that you are in the Glendale Police Station. Oh. So you're outside Los Angeles. Okay, perfect. Yeah, so Tim, right? Travis. Travis. (laughs) Travis. I'm in the... I'll write that down. I'm in the Glendale Police Station right outside L.A., and if you come here, I'll, I won't remember that we had this conversation, but I'll remember that you, um, who uh, you uh, are. All, all right. Uh, well, yeah, I'll come down to LA. It's going to take me a while to get there. I'm, you know, I'm, I'm up in San Francisco, but oh sure, my God. I'll, I'll drive down as, as soon as I can. Okay. Um, Thanks. What, what do I tell them? Just say that you're, you're a friend of mine. Just vouch for me. Maybe that will be rough because I guess you haven't seen me in a couple years, but it's the same. It's the same old me. I just went through a severely traumatic incident that I can uh, tell you about on our uh, car ride, I suppose. All right. that uh, That's enough. That's enough. And one of the gruff cops comes and hangs up the phone and pulls <gasps> hey. you away. All right. We're going to we're going to we're going to book you and, and, and we're going to throw the book at you because you because you're bad. Hey, don't throw that book. Ow. Oh my God, what was that? An encyclopedia? Oh, yeah. Roll roll dodge on the book. Okay. <laughs> Jeez. Oh, I did pretty well. Oh, that's a successful dodge. Yeah, you duck under the book. Fast reflexes. <laughs> and now they pull you into an interrogation room with a single light above you, There's a big mirror on the wall, you presume one way. Yeah. Some I, moody I, saxophone I, jazz playing. There's three police officers, not in uniform, detectives, All right. that come in. One of them is squat and fat, and he sits down in front of you. Okay. Another guy with platinum blonde hair slicked back, and an unlit cigarette hanging out of the corner of his mouth sits down next to him. And standing behind them, leaning against the door, is a young guy, in his 20s maybe, dark hair. He's wearing suspenders and a trilby. The blonde cop slowly lays down Polaroids in front of you. And the fat cop stares you down and finally says, So who are you? Look, uh, my name is Leonard. I have this specific kind of amnesia. And I just can't remember what what has happened in the after the past recent time. So I don't know where these pictures came from. I can tell you about my childhood and what happened to me a, f- a couple years ago. This ain't therapy, Lenny. This is the clink. The clink. That's right. All right. And that's where you're going for good when we pin this murder on your head. Wait, what are you talking about murder on my head? Was somebody murdered? We'll ask the questions here. Now, where'd you hide the body? Did you kidnap the other man or were the two of you working in concert? Was um, it premeditated or was it a crime of passion? I... This is not an internet connection issue. This is just Carolyn stuttering. Um... So I need 
So you're asking me a lot of questions, but I can't give you the answers and I actually really need your help. Of course, of course. Look, you help us and we'll help you. And I now need your the help. blonde cop chimes in and pushes forward a picture. He says, this was in your pocket. You got an explanation? And it's a picture of the trunk of a car open. And inside there's just piles and piles and absolutely enormous amount of cash. What? Um... Yes, I don't know what that is. I'm as shocked as you are. Um, officer, uh, you said your name is Officer what again? Detective Jacob Reichard. And that's Detective Kevin Larmer. And in the back, that's Officer Jamie Donaldson. Larmer, the big cop, jumps in. He says, don't try and distract us with pleasantries. We want answers. Now, okay. this is the most disgusting act of violence I've ever seen walk into this precinct. And now he shows you a really bloody picture. A man in glasses holding a gun and squatting over a horribly bloodied corpse. It looks like he was just in the process of blowing this guy's brains out. He says, The utter depravity of taking a picture at the moment of execution betrays a truly sick mind. So, but is that man me? It's not me, right? No, it's it's not you. It's a guy with a mustache. He looks very unhappy in the picture, although not as unhappy as the corpse. The cop says to you, Now your notes have given us two names to work with. Uh, Jimmy Gantz, drug dealer, and an officer Gamble, oh my apparently God. a police officer. Wait. Now, are those the two men in the picture? Which one's which? I, I know uh, Jimmy... Wait, do I know Jimmy G without looking at my chest or my bag, my sack of information? Uh, well, I said that they took off your shirt to take a picture of your tattoos, so presumably you had a chance to look them over. So I'll, I'll say that you have access to the information on your torso and arms at this point. Okay. Now help us out. Where's the guy in the picture? Um, sure. I'd be happy to help you if I could because it seems like we're looking for the same guy. It, I'm guessing... Is there anything written on the photo of the guy, the dead man, and the man with the gun? No, there's no other note that you can see on the picture. Although they're not letting you touch any of the evidence. I mean, he that's says, what I... where'd you get all that money we found in your car? You found that money in my car? Wait, are you sure that was my car? Donaldson. Is it definitely my car? Who's the car registered to? The younger cop in the back pulls out his notepad and flips through it and says, insurance was for a James Grants, but the plates were registered to... The Vulpus Corporation. Okay. And when he says that word, the blonde cop suddenly swivels and says, oh shit, Vulpus? That's the fox. That's who it belonged to, huh? Huh? The car. The car that I uh, that I was driving belonged yeah, to. Yeah, the car. Well, we don't need to dig too deep on that. Donaldson, go and find out if there are any warrants out on this uh, Gantz. We might have been looking for him already. Brilliant. Donaldson steps out of the room. All right. So, my friends, my cop friends, um, it looks like we got the guy. And here's, I, I was driving. I'm so glad you found me because the money in my trunk was actually to turn in. It's dirty money from Jimmy Gantz's drug dealings. And you found me before I found you. This is kind of like a national treasure situation where it was like, I was getting you. I, I took the money before you could take it from this drug dealer. Are you following my logic? Oh, well, yeah. We can take a look at that. We might need it for our uh, investigation. I, you can take it. I don't want it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. We can take that off your hands and put it into a, 
evidence. For the record, I'm not attempting to bribe you. Oh, no, I am no, giving no, you... of course not. No, we're just going to hold on to that money very officially mm. and uh, you're going to go about your day. Um, so you're going to let me go now? Yeah, he gets it. Great. Okay, uh, well, we'll put that money into evidence along with these very incriminating photos. And, well, uh, you know, we can't hold you. I haven't seen any evidence of a crime. And they immediately start to uncuff you and apologize for the rough treatment earlier. They give you the car keys and wallet back. They presumably already got the money out of the trunk. And you walk past a confused Donaldson and... He passes you and goes back into the interrogation room and you hear some muffled shouting and arguing. If you want to try to overhear a bit of what they're saying, you can give me a perception minus two. All right, let me roll over here. All right, that's six. Yeah, that's good enough. Great. So you hear Officer Donaldson angrily berating them about them letting you go and then much quieter you hear the blonde cop's voice shutting him down. He's saying, that guy's a runner for the fox. Yeah, well, just because the guy's a dealer doesn't mean murder's legal. Relax, kid. It's not like that. There's a turf war out there between the Fox and the Gazarovs. If that guy's a Russian assassin, trust me, you don't want anything to do with that fight. Forget it, Jamie. It's Glendale, California. And at this point, one of the desk cops notices you eavesdropping and says, Hey, get out of there. That's restricted. And they shoo you out of this area where you can overhear... And now you are a free man standing in a police precinct. So um, can I grab a pen and write on my arm quickly? You called Travis. Give me a quick scrounge to find a pen. Um, and a focus check. Okay. So yeah, that's a pretty good scrounge. You find a pen and a little notepad. So you don't have to put it on your arm. Yeah, I take a little notepad. You're good on focus. Uh, so what are you writing? Travis on his way to pick me up at Glendale Police Station. Okay. So I remember, because if I forget, he could come all the way down here. I've already been released. So I got to call him, actually, and tell him not to come, though I could really use a friend right now. Sure, up to you. Uh, it's a long drive. If he's coming from San Francisco to L.A., that's like a five-hour drive. I got to call Travis. Sure, you give him a call, but he's probably already left, and there's no one there. Oh, no. So... And there's no cell phones. There are cell phones, but they're not. They're not right. that. They're not as ubiquitous as they it's are 2000? now. Yeah. If, if he has a cell phone number now, you don't know it. Okay. So if he's already left, and I'm calculating how long the drive is. How long's the drive from LA to San Francisco? It's a few like hours. Six hours. Yeah. Glendale. Five, I'd say. All right. So. I feel that it's very rude to just not be there and leave him a note. With the police when he gets there. Okay. So is there uh, someplace you, I can... You can chill. Go... Could I forget that I was even brought into the police station? You could eventually forget anything. Oh, F. Okay, can I also write down gave police and the amount of money that I gave them? Oh, God, this is so much. It's so many things to have to remember. Before I forget all of this, I quickly write down what happened, which is police picked me up. Questions about photos in pocket. Officer Gamel shot drug dealer. Do I want to write that down? Will someone like, will he get in trouble if I write that down? Could. Okay. So then I'll just say Officer G and dead Jimmy Gantz. 
and other photo bag of cash in my trunk. Oh, the last question that I'll write down is, how did I get Jimmy Gantz's car? And then called Travis at insurance to come get me. Sorry, that's a long task for you to do. Are most characters asking you to do nope. that? Nobody, uh, nobody's taken detailed notes so far. Oh, okay. Hopefully that's helpful. All right. So I put that in my pocket. Okay. So you wanted to find a place to chill until Travis arrives? Yeah. Is there like a diner around here or a coffee shop I can go to? You don't know, but you can try and find one. All right. I will roll to find a coffee shop. Uh, no, you don't have to roll for that. Uh, you can just poke your head outside and you look down the block and you see a coffee shop the next corner over. So I find a coffee shop and I go in. Sure. You go in and you find yourself a comfy little armchair, get yourself a coffee. Uh, One thing you notice, though, as you pay for your drink is that the wallet they gave you when they returned your wallet and keys is actually not your wallet. The ID says James Grants. Okay, so I have Jimmy Gantz's wallet. Mm -hmm. Okay, so they gave me back the car. They took the money and they destroyed the two photos or all the photos? Yeah, they took everything you have and then they only gave you back a set of keys and the wrong wallet. Okay, so I don't know what else was in my pockets. No, you're not sure. Oh, F. Oh, F on toast. Okay. Um. All right. Okay. So if you want to wait at the coffee shop for Travis, give me a roll to stay focused while waiting. Okay, perfect. So that's a focus roll at a minus three, and you get Nine. it. So you do not lose a focus check. You're you're very focused. Okay. And I'm presuming you're keeping an eye on the police station. You see. Okay. Yeah, it's a pretty uneventful few hours, and finally you notice, you see Travis trotting into the police station, and before you get a chance to get to him, you see him walking back out confused. Okay. And, and I come out of the coffee shop, and I come up to him, right? Yeah. Whoa, Leonard. Hey. Shelby, you look- Yeah, it's me. You look different. I mean- You were a real nerd before, and now you're a- Look at you. You're a little hot potato. I mean, <laughs> I I guess I was more like a, a hot string bean back in the day, but now I'm like a hot potato. You're right. A hot, salty carb. Definitely more buttoned up. Yeah. Back in the day, you mean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, Can we have a hug? Yeah. Let's hug. How you doing, Shelby? Oh, I've um, I've been better. Uh, to be honest, do you, what time is it? By the way, is it nighttime now already? Uh, no, it's still it's still light out. Although it it looks like it's late in the day. You're not sure what time it is. Okay. Um, should we? So the thing is to drive back to San Francisco now, but I'm down here for some reason. Yeah. I think I want to look. You heard what I said. It's amazing that I still remember the conversation we had on the phone. It's possible that at any moment I'll forget why you're here or what has happened. But you need to know this. I'm driven by one thing in life, and that thing is revenge. Do you know what happened to me and my wife? Uh, all I know is that you, you stopped showing up. You just were gone. I was, you but you it's... Were dead. No. My memory is totally affected by the incident. Um, Sorry to hear that. My wife, you remember her, right? Um, she she died. Clearly, you're someone who cares about me. You drove all the way down here on a moment's notice because I needed some help. Well, I really need your help. I am in possession of the car of the man I'm fairly certain 
murdered my wife. Oh my God. How? I don't know. I don't remember. I had, there was a lot of money in the car and the police have the money now. I think what we need to do is to find Officer Gamel. Why is his last name a G also? Um, I think we need to find Officer Gamel. Do you have some time? Can I get you a coffee? You look kind of uh, like it was a long way. Oh, yeah. I've been driving for five hours. I could definitely use a coffee on you, buddy. Okay, sure. Definitely. Okay, so we go in. You sip a coffee and you're and you're catching up a bit. And, and he's fascinated by this. You can tell he doesn't totally believe you. But he came all the way down kind of expecting an adventure. I can help you find this uh, Officer Officer Gamble. Well, how do, how do we find him? That's a really good question. God, first of all, I have to thank you so much for coming down and just thanks for being with me on this. I feel so totally alone. You have you have no idea. <laughs> totally alone. So um, so I think first things first is where would we find the phone book? We check the phone book for Gamel. Are these the days of the phone book? You could check a phone book. Uh, give me an IQ roll. Okay, I'm going to give you an IQ roll. That's a failure IQ. Okay. Well, and now give me a focus one. roll. Damn. Okay. okay. And that's a failure focus. Oh. So you're down to your last focus. So should we check the phone book? Yeah, you check the phone book. <laughs> I do remember what we did in 2000 for this. <laughs> the phone book, right? Yeah, sure. You find a phone book in the coffee shop and you look up Gamel and you find 15 different Gamels with various first names or initials. I don't think you learned his okay. first name. Um, so where are they all located? You're not sure. This isn't that big a phone book, so you presume it's for, you know, Glendale and environs, not like all of metropolitan LA. Okay, well, I'm just figuring if I got picked up here, maybe they're here, so I'll go check. I'll go to find Travis. Will you come with me to, uh, or should we, it's just their phone numbers, right? So we can call them. Yeah, you can call them. Not their addresses. Three of them have addresses listed. The others are just phone numbers. Okay, great. So we're going to just go show up at the one. We don't want to like alert him that we're coming just in case. All right. Okay, so, so the three that have addresses listed, two of them are in a F Gamel and a Nancy Gamel, both in Glendale. The other is a J Gamel and the address is in Atwater. Okay. All right. Let's drive to the other address. The third one? Uh, okay, so you guys finish up your coffee and head back to the parking lot of the police station. Okay. Travis says, uh, so do you have a car? We could take mine. Oh, right. Whose car do we take? Well, the Jaguars, though, pretty conspicuous, no? Like, for me to ride around in that? Wait, you have a Jag? I, I sure do. As you can tell, I'm not the, not the buttoned-up fellow I used to be. All right, let's... I wouldn't mind taking a ride in a Jag if you're offering. Uh, sure, Travis. It's the least I can... Do. Well, what does Travis drive? I'm in that lime green Ford Taurus over there with a Princeton University window decal. Okay. Is, would the Jag be safe parked at the police station or likely not? Who's to say? Who's to say? All right. We'll take the Jag and we'll just park it around the corner from wherever we're going. Okay. So you head towards the Jag and as you arrive, you see someone is in there sitting in the driver's seat, rooting around in the console. Uh, hmm. Should we... Uh, I'll knock. Okay. Okay. Knocked. Okay, you knock on the driver's side window and it scares the crap out of the person inside and they jump and they spill the papers they were carrying and they frantically gather everything up and get out of the car. It says, I was just checking out that everything was in order. Uh, 
with your registration. Are you a police officer? You recognize him. It's the young cop from earlier, Officer Donaldson. Okay, we're going to go. Um, nice to meet you. Good luck with your life. Look, Shelby, you may have bought them off, but I'm not so easy to get rid of. This cesspool of a town is in need of cleaning, and some people don't have the guts for a dirty job, but I do. There's something that doesn't add up about you, Shelby, and I aim to find out. This jungle of a town has gotten overgrown with weeds, and someone's got to do some mowing. Bye! This pit of a town uh, is- And then we uh, start to run back to the car. Is that I've got my eye on you, away- Shelby. No, he lets you go. Uh, you guys book it into the car, and as you get in, you notice that the passenger's seat is covered in blood. Ooh. Did the police not take note of that? You don't know. Whoa. Okay. Does Travis does Travis see it before I can stop him? Yeah, Travis sees it. Yeah. He's like, oh, holy shit. What were you doing? Oh, my God. I have no idea why that is in there. This car doesn't even belong to me. The car belongs to Jimmy Gantz. And like I said, I don't remember what happened. It seemed like I must have just got away just in time from whatever was happening. Oh my God. Is there any amount of like wipes or paper towels that could wipe this off? Or should I just ask him to sit in the back? Um, you don't have any wipes on you that you know of. <laughs> uh, you have you <laughs> have your notepad. Not, this is not 2020 COVID-19 outbreak where I've got a box of Lysol wipes yeah. in my back pocket. You're low on wipes. <laughs> That's not even funny. Okay, great. Um, why don't you just hop in the back seat? Okay. Travis. He hops in the back seat. We, we got to clean that up though. Maybe we should take this somewhere to clean up. Yes. Uh, you guys get on the road now. Give me a navigation roll minus two. You've got an address, but no map, and you're not totally sure where you are. Oh, right. Because there's no GPS. Ooh, that oh. Oh, right. very good roll. Uh, and now give me uh, <laughs> now give me a focus roll for the Why navigation the cr- roll. A crit success on avoiding a book being thrown at you and like directions are so such well, a this waste. This isn't a crit success, but it's a very good roll. Oh, you're right. You're right. Oh, that's <laughs> a crit success focus roll. Whoa! For a crit success focus roll, I'm gonna I'm gonna undo a focus failure. So you've got one extra focus. Oh, left. sweet. Okay, so now I have two focus. Yeah. So you've only failed one now. Okay. Super. All right. So. So you guys are driving along. Okay. This is a slightly rougher area. You notice there's okay. a lot more boarded up houses and empty oh, lots. Um, Travis, this doesn't look so good, does it? From the back seat, Travis says. Hey, Lenny, can I ask you something? Sure, anything. I can stay focused while I'm navigating. Oh, yeah. You look insanely focused. Like, it's almost scary how focused you look. Hey, uh, so I just wanted to say, I'm sorry I wasn't there, you know? After Catherine died, it was just impossible to see you like that. You aren't angry with me, are you? Is Catherine my wife's name? Yeah. You seemed really angry with me, which is why I was so surprised you called me. Do you remember that? I do. What did I do? I mean, I kind of remember what happened, but um, I remember some of it, but did I hurt you or anything? Oh, no, nothing like that. Nothing like that. Oh, did I? remember? So it's a fuzzy sort of memory because you didn't then. You know, I spent months thinking about what I'd say to you if I ever saw you again. I had a whole speech for you. No, 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 no. I I do remember. now I I see you. You're a different guy i can't say any of that to you i'm sorry oh no no you know just water under the bridge 
right? You know, I loved her too. Um, I was hurting too. Wow. Well, I guess so. In my mind, I'm like, my mind is like going like, 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 kind of freaking out. But on the inside, but on the outside, I'm gonna stay calm and project something calm to him. And just then, there's a rapping um, at your window. You're sitting at a street light, and you look over, and there's a big guy in a muscle shirt and a ponytail standing there, looking down at you. Um, I make sure the doors are locked, and then I book it through the spot, the stoplight. You're booking it. Yes. Okay, you hit the gas and Travis starts flipping out. What the fuck? Who is that? I don't know. He looked kind of menacing, so I thought we should get away. So I just booked it. I have no idea who it is. Uh, let me see. I'm going the right way to this guy's house, I guess. But um, can, can you finish what you were telling me before? Wait. Oh, my God. Wow, this is such a mind trip. So, so there was a guy, and the guy seems like he knew who I was. He was just happened? knocking on the window. You don't know if he knows who you are. Okay, let's just keep going. But, um, nah. All right. I'm going to pull over and talk to him. Okay. So do you, you roll down the window? Yeah, I stop. I roll down the window. And I'm just like, hey, uh, sorry about that. Stepped on the gas instead of the brake. Uh, is everything okay? Oh, oh, sorry, sir. And he looks back and forth over the car and he says... Sorry to bother you. I thought this car... Hey, this car doesn't happen to belong to a guy named Jimmy. And just then he notices the passenger seat covered in blood. What the fuck? Oh. Um, and then I... Book it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you're booking it away. Because I don't know this guy. Wait, so like he saw me through the glass or the tint... Oh, wait, are these tinted windows in this thing? They're slightly tinted, yeah. Oh, so he thought I was someone else. He didn't recognize me. When, it, when he actually saw me. Yeah, that's right. Okay, great. So, yes, I book it. Because clearly I've stolen this guy's car. And the car is very recognizable around these parts. Maybe we got to get out of here or leave the car. It's not like I'm in that desperate need of the car. Now Travis is here. Maybe we could just take Travis's car. Whatever you want to do. Let's just finish our mission. Let's go to this guy's house. Make sure, see if he's the officer. Yeah, that's what I want to do. And I also want to hear the rest of Travis's story. He said that I kind of like got upset at him. Well, when he before was you can get into it with Travis, you see in your rearview mirror that the big guy is rushing to get into a car and give chase. So you're going to have to give me a driving role if you want to get away from him. Oh, great. All right. Oh, that's really bad. That's a real bad driving role, and pretty soon you, you lose control of the car and trying to get away, and it starts to spin and skid, and you skid into a over the curb and into a light post. Oh, F. Did we have our seatbelts on? Uh, Probably you, not. I didn't hear you guys say seatbelts. It's not too bad an accident. Okay. But um, Travis gets thrown aside, and you, you just take one damage, just kind of like from the lurch. Okay, one damage. Okay. Um, oh, God, I'm sorry, Travis. I don't know what's going on or why this guy's chasing us. And now the muscular guy walks up. He parks behind you, and he walks up to your window, and now he's he's menacingly holding a gun in one hand, and he raps on the window. Um, The doors are locked, right? Yeah. Can I roll scrounging to see if there's a gun, like, in the glove compartment or anywhere? Uh, first, give me a focus roll for your failed driving. Oh, F. Oh, 13. That's a failure. But because of your crit success, you're now back down to two failures. Okay. So you're not done yet. One focus left. Okay. All right. And so, well, sorry, what did you want to roll? I wanted to roll to look to see if there's a gun in here. Yeah, so that's not really a scrounging. Give me a search roll and then a focus Okay, check. perfect. 
That's pretty good. That's a success. Underneath the cup holder, you find a big-ass knife. There's no gun in here, though. Okay. Um. All right. So I'm going to slightly crack the window open and just say, hey, there's no need to have... Should I roll diplomacy? Oh, I just... Sure. Diplome with him. Okay. Do I roll it right now? Yeah. Yeah. Give it to me. Okay. Oh, it's pretty good. That's a success. Okay. Now give me a focus roll. Oh, right. Every time, right. Oh, you, Paolo. Okay. And that is a failure. Okay. But you, you, you succeeded on your diplomacy, so, so give me a final diplomacy sentence before you're knocked off. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Look, friend, I just got a little scared. Clearly, I'm uh, Jimmy's cousin, and he loaned me his car. Totally freaked out. And I'm talking through like the little crack in the window. Like there's no need to have our guns out. I have our other cousin, Travis, back here. Just nothing to have our guns out about. You know what I'm saying? We're all friends here. Family. Mishpucha. All right. And that's it for you. <laughs> on on Mishpucha. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> the next person, Peter, will awake having just spoken the word Mishpucha. <laughs> I mean, this is a crazy setup. Wait, I mean, both of the wake ups were crazy, but to wake up to a guy ha- with the gun, you've crashed the car. Like he's gonna be so confused. Yeah, that's, that's the whole point of the whole exercise. Oh my god, I'm gonna put my video back on just to be like, thank you so much, right. you guys. I'm sorry for my technical difficulties. No worries. Thanks for chance. joining us. I'm so glad you were able to be on the show, and uh, and I can't wait to be past all this and be able to see you in person again. I know, me too. I love you guys. Should I hop off to make it easier for the love next you. person? Yeah, do hop off. We'll keep going okay. here, and, and, and we'll let you know how it goes. Okay, rock on, you guys. Let me know if you need anything. Mm-hmm. Bye. Bye. Jonathan West is an actor, a voice artist, and a writer. His on-screen credits include The Windwalker, Agent Zero, and Batman v Superman, Dawn of Justice. Jonathan's been on the re-roll once before when he played Dr. Alan Grant in Jurassic Park. I'm so glad to have you back. How you doing, Jonathan? Not too bad. Thank you so much uh, for having me back. Uh, this is uh, pretty awesome. Yeah, we've been hoping to have you back, but you haven't been in New York for a while. You've been on the road doing your thing. Yeah, that is correct. I'm sorry about that. That, that is completely my fault. Thank you for uh, allowed. allowing me this remote opportunity. I'm not quite sure if it's allowed, though, to tell you the truth. Well, now it's not allowed. No more road for you. <laughs> um, have you seen this movie before? Um, I actually, uh, I unfortunately have to tell the truth here and say that I have not. I know that's very shameful. Oh, no, that's good. Uh, we, it's good in this, we like, we like. this situation. But as far, as far as film study right, goes, right. it's pretty shameful. Yeah, bad as a cinephile, great as a re-roll. <laughs> so... Uh, we're going to throw you in on the deep end. We're going to throw you where Jaws left you I know, off. Jaws. I heard that I, uh, I got a wonderful fair shake on this one. You're walking through an industrial car park. You have a gun in your hand and you're pointing it at a guy who's about 10 paces in front of you. He's shorter than you. He's got brown hair. You're walking towards what appears to be like a, a, a small warehouse area. It's dingy and isolated here. But you're pointing the gun at this guy and he's leading you towards the warehouse. And he's saying, it's all right, man. You know, you don't have to worry so much. You're always worrying. Stop telling me what to do. First and foremost, just keep walking. Okay, okay. And he leads you inside the warehouse. And now you see the body of a man. And he's bleeding profusely from what appear to be heavy injuries to his face and chest. 
He's in a nice suit, but he's unconscious or dead, unclear. He he. The water, the blood is still pouring out of him. So this is all. Fresh. And I don't, re- I don't recognize the man. You don't recognize any of these people. I mean, you is he tend, unrecognizable you know, from his injuries? He's not unrecognizable, but he's bloodied up pretty seriously, and he's tied up and lying on the floor unconscious. Uh, the other guy, the conscious guy, says, "What? You ran out of energy? Come on, man! Don't play with your food. Finish the job." Why would I want to finish the job? Who is this? He's your guy. Come on, man. Double tap. Kill the poor bastard. Don't leave him like that. How am I supposed to trust you? We're friends. I'm Teddy. You're Lenny. You've got a memory condition. I help you out. Ask Teddy why he's helping me again. I'm a cop. I help people. Look, I owe you a favor, okay? Letting me lead you around by a gun versus taking me in doesn't exactly sound like a normal cop trying to help me out. Look at him. You think I beat the crap out of him like this? You very well could have. The guy's got 30 pounds on me. You're the one with the fucking revenge quest. He killed your wife. Why would I? You know that's true. Do I have any idea why I would have left after beating the crap out of him and didn't finish the job in the first place? Do you have no idea? Is there anything in my surroundings that could help me? You uh, can give me an, a perception roll to try and look around and, and Let's do that. figure it out. I'm going to roll. So that's a success on the button. For on the button, you don't get anything particularly useful. It's, you know, it's a a dingy industrial storage building. Uh, It's clearly not been used for a long time. Um, I will give you, though, that you notice with that perception check that the man you're talking to has a small gun concealed in his waistband. I'd like you to get rid of your gun, please. And before we move on, give me a focus check for the perception roll you just Copy. That's a success on your focus check. Uh, So you tell him to get rid of his gun, and he says, well, why don't you get rid of yours? Come on, Lenny, give me a fucking break. I'd like to tap a shot off just above his head. Uh, Okay, give me a guns roll plus three. Yeah, that's fine. You successfully fire a warning shot across his bow. That's an easy roll, so I won't make you roll a focus check on that. He suddenly stumbles and falls backwards and dives out of the way behind some wound-up rope. And he shouts, Jesus Christ, Lenny, you're a fucking psycho! And he fires back panickedly. He misses. I'm going to try and shoot him in the head. Okay, so he's got good cover for a minus four and minus one for range. Aiming for the head is going to add another minus seven, which is all told going to be a really hard shot, even with all out. So you can just generally shoot his torso for no aim penalty. Uh, His legs are sticking out awkwardly from where he's sitting behind this huge coil of thick rope. So I'll let you shoot him in the foot for minus five, but with no cover penalty. I'm going to shoot him in the foot. All right, give me a pistol roll. That's not good enough. Give me a focus check. You're fine. Nice. He says, look, wait, wait, you've got a tattoo. It says Teddy's your friend. It's on your right hip. I'll go ahead and check the tattoos. Yeah, and as soon as you're distracted checking tattoos, he takes another shot and (laughs) makes a run for it. He's doing a move and attack, so his shot is capped at nine. That's, no, that's a miss. Yeah, let's take another shot. Okay, are you aiming for anything in particular? Let's go chest. Okay, give me a roll. That's a success. Give me a focus check. You're good. Mm. He gets a dodge, and he does not dodge. You catch him squarely in the right peck as he's starting to sprint for the door, and he collapses to the ground. He's still conscious, but he's crying now. He's pleading. I was trying to help you, please. Lenny! Is the shot fatal? Uh, You don't know. You're not a doctor. It looks like you got him up here, like between the arm and the pectoral, which Uh isn't any vital organ you know of, but... He looks like he's losing blood and will need medical attention for sure. Yeah. Uh, He's still conscious at the moment. Uh, He's pleading with you. Uh, Are you going to kill me, Lenny? Just know that the next time you lie to me, 
I will. You got it all wrong, Lenny. I'm, I'm doing it for you. It's He's the guy who killed your wife. You gotta believe me. I did it to help you. You gotta believe me. I need to go to the hospital. Yeah, we can go. You gotta kill this guy, though, Lenny. Trust me, he's seen your face. And he knows I set him up. Don't worry, he's the guy. He killed your wife. We've been chasing him down for weeks. If you're so sure that this is a scale that killed my wife, why don't you put your gun up to the side of his head and pull the trigger? No, uh, c- come on, don't do not do that, Lenny. Either way, the job gets done. You led me here. No, uh, come on, stop it. I'm not doing that, Lenny. It's not a request. Yeah. I think that's an intimidation roll. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, you succeed by a lot. Fine. You fucking asshole. Not this gun, though. The one you're holding can't be traced. Have him throw the gun over to me. Yeah, he tosses it to you. I'll pick up the gun. <sighs> Set mine down and kick it over towards him. He picks it up and looks over at you reluctantly. Then he takes the gun and slowly sets it to the guy's head. He looks away grimacing. Do I have the camera on me? Yeah, you have a messenger bag on your shoulder. You can feel what feels like a camera in there. Take a picture. Okay, so you take out the Polaroid and snap a shot of Teddy with a gun at this unconscious guy's temple just as he's about to shoot him. The guy stirs and moans and Teddy panics and fires and the guy's head just erupts blood across the room. Teddy lies there on the ground. Put the gun on the ground and kick it back over here. Teddy tosses it across the room in anger and it lands in a corner somewhere out of sight. Which is fine for now. You fucking asshole. Can I go to the hospital now? Yes. He gets up slowly and stumbling. He starts to walk out back towards the cars. Keep the picture. Follow Teddy out of the room. Okay. Uh, Yeah, you guys head back out to the much brighter exterior. Teddy's leaving a trail of blood as he walks, breathing heavily. Outside, there's a truck parked about 35 feet to your left. Okay, And then a sedan and a nice sports car, a Jaguar, both parked like awkwardly in the middle of the lot with their fronts like five feet apart like they like they drove up on each other the sedan is nearer to you how close is the sedan it's about 25 feet from you any other cars around uh no nothing in this lot just three cars and marching by gunpoint to the closest car the sedan and sure. ask him to uh tell uh, him. says wait i need to go to the jack give me the keys for what There's something in the trunk I need. Do I have the keys to the Jag? You check your pocket and there are three different sets of keys. One of them has a fancy Jaguar logo on them. So you suspect that might be what you're looking for. Let's take a look in the trunk. Yeah. Okay. So there's a lot of money in there. Like piles and piles and stacks of hundreds. You've never seen this kind of money in your life. Whose money is this? It's ours. Come on. I'm I'm getting close to passing out. Yeah, it's getting closer and closer as you seem to lie more and more. It was the dead guys, all right? But he's not using it. Why don't you just tell me that up front? I didn't lie to you. It is ours. Now. It's drug money. It's not traceable. Look, if you don't want it, I'll hold on. Why do I got to fucking get this information out of you like I'm pulling goddamn teeth here? Because there's no point in telling you things, Lenny. You don't remember. I got to keep it simple for you or you get upset. And then you shoot me. I'm not doing it to hurt you. I'm looking out for you. You understand what I'm telling you? With you telling me every four seconds that it was for me, yeah, I pretty much understand what you're trying to tell me now look i'm, I'm sorry if you. i lie to you sometimes you lie to yourself just as much buddy i've gotta i've gotta get to hospital i'm fading he starts to get into the jag block his path come on lenny please i'm losing a lot of blood and he slumps against the side of the car okay so this is the way it's gonna shake out this is the last chance you have to tell me anything at all 
that might be holding me back from taking you to the hospital. Otherwise, that looks pretty bad. I'm just going to leave you here, along with the gun that says you just killed the guy. You have anything to say at all? What do you want me to say to you that'll satisfy you, Lenny? Huh? What if I told you you died that night and you've been a ghost ever since? You wouldn't believe me, would you? You're right. Yeah, well, you are. You're a goddamn wraith. What if I told you you're, you're an expensive hitman, best in the biz, doesn't even know he's on the job, perfect crime every time. Would you believe that? No, not that one either? What if I told you you had a daughter? Yeah, Kathy lived long enough just to carry you a baby girl. She made me promise to look after her. Hmm. Oh, that one you perked up at. No, it's bullshit. You don't have a daughter. Look, the point is, how are you going to know the truth when you hear it? Huh? How are you going to know? You believe what you want to believe. I mean, you could go check. If I told you it's been 10 years since she died, you could go find out. But by the time you found the answer, you would have forgotten the question. So I lie to you. I mean, you think you're a normal guy with a little head condition, but you're not. You're so far from that. I mean, every 20 minutes, you're like an unfrozen caveman. What, are you going to explain to him video games and fucking economics, atom bombs? No, you start him on, like, fire and toilets. So what do you, what do you want me to tell you, Lenny? How'd we get here? How'd we get here? We drove. What's all that money in the Jag got to do with anything? Lenny, actually, give me an interrogation roll. And uh, focus check. Okay. Oh, actually, uh, no, uh, yeah, go, go ahead, roll. Uh, I'm going to do something fun here. So, yeah, you and I know how you did on this interrogation roll, but we're not going to tell the audience. Okay. So they won't know if Teddy's telling the truth or lying. Uh, and that's a failure focus check. <laughs> All right. So he coughs a bit and he says, All right, Lenny. <laughs> you want the dirty story? Fine. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to matter to you. Someone hired us, $25,000 to kill this guy, Jimmy. He's a drug runner, but apparently he's two-timing one cartel against another, so he's got to go. Mm -hmm. Meanwhile, he has no idea he's a dead man, is still trying to hustle on the side. So I tell him I got product and make us an extra 200 k So that's the whole story. He's just an asshole so heinous that even drug lords don't want to put up with him. He's not the guy who killed your wife. We already got that guy, but he's a real wait, dickhead. Wait, 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 you know, 60% of murders are committed by someone you know. Sorry, I usually like to tell you that you got him. It makes you real happy for about 10 minutes. But I guess I'm not too worried about making you happy right now. So it looks like we're in a little bit of a standoff here. I know what you've been doing that's bad. You know that I'm the one that shot you. So what guarantee do I have if I take you to the hospital that this ends? Hey, I'm going to let you go, buddy. You just shot me. You have officially become not worth the effort. But trust me, this is not what you want. I'm sorry I made some fucking money off of you, but on the loose, you are... Look, I don't make you kill anybody. It's what you desperately want to do. You'll do it anyway. I'm just giving you a little direction. Kill some people that deserve it. That asshole will not be missed by the community. Scary thing about you, Lenny, is... Um, wherever you are, when you come to... You always think you're there for a reason, but you haven't had a reason to be anywhere in years. 
and you don't know anything ever. So whatever you think you figure out in two seconds, whatever you think you do know in that little instant of panic, that fucking first breath, whatever you know, you know it harder than anything else in the world. You're like a, you're like a child learning religion. You know what? I'm not sorry about a thing. I'm not even the first person to use you like this. I bought you off a guy in Chinatown, had you hopped up on meth. He put most of those tattoos on you and your little fucking notes. What, you never thought maybe someone else in the world might be able to imitate your handwriting? You think that's fucking sci-fi technology? How about this? And then I take another shot at his head. All right. Give me a... Well, uh, yeah, even though he's definitely provoking you, he's defenseless. So I'm going to make you roll against reluctant killer. You have to succeed a will roll to kill him. Gotcha. He's not going to kill somebody. Okay. You can do it. I just gave him reluctant killer, which means that... Other than, you know, self-defense situations, or if it's the guy who killed his wife, you have to roll to overcome no. his natural No, 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 I'd, no that's, I'd rather stay with how the character would roll. Sure. So we'll just say that you draw the gun intensely and hold it at him, but then you change your mind and put it away. Uh, by the way, where are you putting your gun? Uh, probably just my waistband. Okay. And at this point, the dying Teddy has lost consciousness from loss of blood. All right. Let's get to the jag. I'm going to attempt to drive him to a hospital. Okay. Uh, give me a navigation roll minus three to find your way to a hospital. You have no idea where you are. <sighs> that is definitely not good enough. Give me a focus check. That is another failure. So you are down to your last focus. Uh, yeah, you get just immediately wildly lost. At first, you're in an industrial area, but you find your way to somewhere a bit more suburban. I was just about to say, let's take a look at what, what are my surroundings? Like, so you pass some big factories, a, a smelter, a big lumbering warehouse. You don't see a lot of activity. Uh, then eventually, unless you want to stop there, you pass a little wooded park and into a vaguely, you know, neighborhoody area. There's some apartment buildings to your right. To your left, you see a football stadium. There's a vagrant with sandy blonde hair and a red smock drinking malt liquor in the parking lot. Other than that, there's no one you can see around here. Yeah, let's keep driving. Okay. You pass a couple more blocks of residential housing. Worst thing's worse, you can just knock on random doors and ask for directions. Uh, at this point, every second counts with saving Teddy's life, and I am rolling on it, by the way. I'm keeping track of time. After that, so at this point, you're just driving randomly, but you can adopt a different strategy if you'd like. So you pass what looks like a big, ugly-looking school. Finally, you start to see some people, some kids on the corner. Let's find a... Are there any any groups, any people on the corner, anybody gathering, or is it just uh, single people? The kids about high school age, and there's about eight of them generally milling about. Looks like they might be up to no good. Do I have a phone? No, you do not appear to have a phone on you. How punky do the kids look? How punky? Uh, they're not really punky. They're not like mohawks and leather. They're more like a lot of hoodies with a top up. As you study them closer, you see that there's a mix of disaffected layabout types and rough hooligans. How do the uh, rough kids look? They're, uh, you know, jean jackets, cigarettes rolled into sleeves. Gotcha. Like Matt Dillon and the Outsiders. There's a brooding intensity. They've got some real verve to them. Okay. Um, damn. None of these are going to go down well. You can keep driving. Yeah. That last roll was one away from death on Teddy, by the way. <laughs> So you drive another couple blocks of innocuous looking housing. You now pass a fire station on your right and there's a big construction site on your left. What's a human count look like? Give me a perception check. Okay. 
So that's a success by three. Yeah, the street looks empty at the moment, but you can see between the slats of the construction site, there's a guy there in a hard hat and he's working the site. I want to talk to him, but feign uh, urgency that uh, my friend was shot and I'm trying to get to hospital, but I don't know the area. Yeah, so you drive up to the construction site. You see there's a few guys working. There's a pit and a crane. They immediately see Teddy, who is in the passenger seat, covered in blood. Hey, look, man, th- some kids back there, we, we got into it some with some people, and they they, they, they shot my friend. My, sh- my friend's been shot in the chest. I, I need to get to a hospital, but we're not from around Give here. Give me an acting role to lie to these guys. Uh, and you can take a plus two because your lie is plausible. I'll take it. And you needed it. That is a success by one. Uh, give me a focus check. Uh, yeah, you're mm-hmm. fine. So yeah, the foreman gives you instructions on where to go. In fact, one of them pops into his truck and leads you there. I'll follow him. And he takes you to a pretty big hospital, big circular entrance where ambulances are arriving. Immediately, some nurses come out and pull him into a gurney and start I'm shouting after in. them, like, look, look, his name's Teddy. He's my friend. He's a cop. Police officer, big redheaded man with a bit of a gut who was standing by the emergency entrance taking a report from a doctor, sees your scene and immediately starts coming over to you. Sir, what happened there? Sir, sir, what's your name? Uh, Lenny. Leonard. Lenny Leonard? Lenny Leonard what? Uh, Leonard Shelby. Okay, Mr. Shelby, can you tell me what happened to your friend there? And if you're going to give him that same story, you need to give me another acting plus two. Shit. Uh, That's a big fail. And give me a focus check. (laughs) All right, so give me your performance of the terrible acting role. We, I was, uh, Teddy, he's, uh, so my friend is that guy was uh, Teddy. He's also, he'd like, like, uh, also because of you, he's a, a cop. Yeah, he's a cop. Uh, you're like you. He's a cop he, where? Uh, Where's he from? Where's his uh, police station? They're, uh, here? Not in my precinct. How, well, did you, did you see, I mean, did you look at him? I, I did. I need you to be a little clearer with me. Who shot your friend there? Um, they had, uh, there were, Three of them, and they had hair. Uh, Son, are you on drugs? It, it, it this is really stressful. Uh, there was a lot of blood. Uh, so he just succeeded a perception check, and last you told me the gun was in your waistband. Fuck. And his hand immediately goes down to his belt and says, "Sir, please put your hands up on the roof of your car and spread your feet out." God damn it. I'm not going to be the guy to kill the character this fast. Um, Did you hear me? I need you to comply right now. I, damn. Want to try and plead with him? Plead, uh, yeah. What, what do you want to, do you want to roll diplomacy? Uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Let's let's roll that. Give us a diplomacy roll. Okay. That's a failure by one diplomacy. Give us a focus check. This is success on your focus. Oh, God. Thank God. Okay, 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 okay. Are you putting your hands up first things first? I am putting my hands out. They're not in anywhere yeah. threatful. It's not up. I'm not doing exactly as it is that I'm being told, but I am, I'm trying to, to de-escalate the situation. All right. What do you say? I, too, am the cop. I'm, poli- I'm a police officer. My badge is in my vehicle. I am slowly going to get into my vehicle and show you I need you to stay. I mine. need you to stay where you are. You can you can tell me where the badge is. His partner is running up. My partner will. Damn it! My partner will grab your badge for you. But I need you to I need you to stay perfectly still and put your hands up. If you are a police officer, you would know that you do not show up with a gun around your waistband and not identify yourself. Where's the partner at? Partner's running up behind. 
Well, how far are we from the Jag? You are like five paces out of the Jag, and he is like two paces, three paces in front of you because he was talking to you face to face. I, I kind of relax, uh, let my hands fall. I'm not lifting them, but I'm not, not doing anything threatening. Right, you let your hands fall. They don't like that. I mean, it's not in a menacing way, but the other guy comes forward and he grabs you and he grabs the gun out from your waistband. And now he throws you against the hood of the Jag and he, and he starts to cuff. You. Hey man, same team, same team. Come on, calm down. I thought you were going to search my car, Sir, not it's for our safety me up against it. Now, where's that badge? We'll just call in the badge number and we'll be about our business. You can go look after your partner. I'm sure you're worried sick about him. Has he him. finished handcuffing me or has he stopped? Yeah, unless you're physically resisting, he got those cuffs on you in one swift God move. God bless it. That happened really fast. And while the partner holds you, the redhead cop starts looking through the car. We are pretty bad. Now, where did you say your wallet with your badges? It's, uh... It's under the driver's seat. That's funny. I don't see any badge down here <sighs> under the driver's seat. That's not right. It's directly underneath the mat, directly underneath the seat. Who's looking? Are they both looking? No, one of them's got you. The other guy's looking. God damn it. When I was driving over here, like a bat out of hill, to get my partner to the hospital, fell down. Fell off my lap. Came right off the clip. It's just underneath my seat. They're getting a little suspicious. I, I think we're going to have to take you downtown, Officer Shelby. Hey. You got to do what you got to do. I mean, if you feel like running another cop in, wasting your time, it is what it is. Yeah, they're being polite, but clearly neither of them are really buying your story. And they put you in the back of the police car and take a minute to get someone to tow your car because it's sitting in an ambulance area. And then they drive you to the police precinct. This is all going to be a bit of a wait for you. So give me a focus check minus three. And that's a crit failure. (laughs) And that is it for Jonathan West. As, you, <laughs> as you're sitting in the back of the car, you completely gaze off into the distance, lose focus. You super uh, forget who you are. And that's it for this sorry chapter. Sorry and thank you to the next person that has to go. Oh, <laughs> uh, All right. Huh. <laughs> it just, yeah. 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 I know, right. Teddy. Uh, I hope you enjoy this because I should have just let you die. Jaws Vammer is a stage actor, stunt performer, and model currently appearing regularly at the Old Globe in San Diego while she gets her MFA at the prestigious Shiley Graduate Theater Program at USD. Jaws and I have appeared together on stage on numerous occasions. She is one of my favorite actors in the world to watch, and she is a founding cast member of the film Reroll. How you doing, Jaws? Good. How are you, Paolo? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Uh, how's the weather in California? Uh, it's always sunny in California, as apparently it is in Philadelphia. They're the same place, actually. California, Philadelphia, ah, same place. Ah, okay. There's a wormhole yeah. there. It's a nickname, yeah. Uh, oh, Philadelphia. Philly, for short. It's the south of California. I got it. Okay. That's right. That's right. That's right. SoCal is Philly. Have you seen Memento? I have. It was a long time ago, though. Okay, so you don't remember the movie that well. Uh, yeah, I, I remember... Uh, lots of forgetting. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, that's that's basically it. <laughs> Nailed it. Okay. You've got it. Am I right to remember, is John Candy in this? Not John Candy. John Candy is uh, definitely not in this movie, although I would not in this love one. to see the version of it <laughs> where Leonard is played by that. John Candy. <laughs> no, I remember there Just, being another dude, and for some reason in my head, it's John Candy, and I don't think that's right. I assume you're thinking of Joe Pantoliano's role, and Joe Pantoliano is awesome in this movie, although I think John Candy would have been very good in, as well in a very different way. Yeah. But that's the role I'm thinking of, right? Is the one that Joe Pantoliano's playing? I, I don't know what you're thinking of, but it's the only role that John Candy could potentially play in this movie. It's It's got to be that guy. Yeah. 
all I remember is like him falling down some stairs and that guy was there. Him falling down some stairs and that guy was there. Mm -hmm. This could also be face off. It could also be, (laughs) (laughs) there's a lot of potential. Which John Candy is also not in. (laughs) Also not in. (laughs) Could be Fight Club. John Candy's also not in that one. Yeah. But there are shirtless men in that one with tattoos. That's true. That's true. So at least I got that part right. So Jaws. Yeah. So you're Leonard. Ready. You're in the middle of a fight. There's a tire iron in your hand. There's a man in a suit in front of you bleeding profusely from the face and chest, and he's pulling out a gun at you. Thanks, What do you do? Um, okay. Uh, uh, okay. Uh, so, so, (laughs) fuck. So have I tried talking to him? Um, I'm going to... I have a tire iron. You're holding a tire iron okay, in your so hand. I'm, yeah. Do I have any? I, yeah, my brawling. Okay. So, okay. Question. I have combat reflexes here. Yeah. Am I? Is this considered like a recovering from a mental stun? Yes. Well, I, I, that is exactly right. So the combat reflexes mean that you waking from your mental stun are able to continue the action of combat. Without that, you would have to like roll IQ to avoid surprise and like. But you don't have to worry about that because about of your combat of reflexes, you can just take the next turn in combat as if nothing went wrong. Okay. Great. So I'm going to i'm gonna uh is it brawling to to hit him with the tire iron i don't see skill tire iron yeah i'll let you roll brawling on that okay great yeah i think that's i could try forced entry his head (laughs) 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 yeah i don't think i'm gonna let you do that i think i'm gonna have you go with brawling and uh minus two for improvised weapon (laughs) okay um i'm gonna all out on brawling to uh, just clobber this, whoever this non-friend is with this tire iron. Okay, is that all out determined or all out strong? Uh, Let's do all out strong. Okay, all out strong. Give me a roll to uh, hit him, and then you're going to give me a second roll, which will be your focus check. Okay, cool. So, my first roll to hit him. Oh, shit, is a 10. That's a hit. Okay, and my focus check is a 6. (laughs) Nice. So those are both successes. I rolled damage. And you feel the crunch of his sternum under you as you swing with all of your might. And you're a strong guy, deceptively strong for how wiry you are. Am I surprised by how strong I am? Like, do I remember I'm a strong dude? No, you have a intuition for how your body works. Cool. Great. Like, if you took a second to look at yourself, you might notice that you have gotten, you know, gaunter and more muscular than than you remember yourself being. But your body all feels natural to you because your your habits, your your muscle memory is unaffected. Great. But he gets hit hard and he falls unconscious underneath you. Okay, great. So and he drops the gun. I'm going to grab that gun. Okay, you grab the gun. And I, I'm going to stuff it in one of the places where I know that I've stuffed it, <laughs> like in a pocket or like where, yeah, where can you I... put it in your pocket. That's fine. Okay, great. Cool. Or like in the back of my belt, maybe what I think to. You got there. pants pockets, you got a waistband, you've got a jacket pocket and a small bag around your shoulder. Where do you want to put it? Yeah. Okay, great. I'm going to uh, just put where it somewhere that's it? not going to fall out. So maybe like into my belt. Okay. It's in the in the belt behind your back. Yeah. Um. And And there's nobody else around me. It's just this guy. You're in what's like an abandoned warehouse space. It's dark and dingy and the walls are rusted metal. So I'm like early to a rave. Yeah, but it's like dirty and the ground is dirt. And cool. this guy does not look like he's going to make the rave. Okay, uh, right, good. So I've got the gun. Do, uh, is there anything uh, on me or in the environment that I could use to like tie his wrists behind his back? Uh, give me a scrounging roll. Okay, great. Um, scrounging at a nine. Yeah, that's a success. Yeah, you find a piece of 
discarded rope that you can tie up his wrist with. Yeah, great. I'm going to just do, do, do Then that's a good. focus check for your scrounging. Oh, damn it. <sighs> okay. This is awful. Seven. Yes. That's a success. All right. So I, um, yeah, I do a, a good like devil. Uh, what kind of a knot am I going to do? I need one that pulls tighter. <laughs> As I'm like, we'll, do, we'll just do like a couple of hitches and I don't think I want to tie his feet. I don't want to do like the full tie with his feet involved, just his hands behind him. Um, and then I want to uh, like drag him over. Give me to... a knot tying roll to tie him up well. Okay. And an accompanying focus check. Do I have a knot tying roll? You do. I do. I'm so good. Seven again. Yeah. You tie him up real tight. Yeah, I'm doing great. Focus check for that. Uh, oh, 13. And that's a focus check failure. Okay. So you have lost your first focus check. Okay. Um, so now that he's tied up, uh, I just want to like uh, go through. Did he bring a briefcase or p- anything with him, like a bag? He, he does not appear to have anything on him. Okay. Uh, so like even in his pockets and everything, like if I'm searching through them or whatever, there's like nothing on his person. You can search his pockets. Yeah. yeah you don't find anything except there's a uh, like a coaster for like a bar. It says Ferdy's Bar, and on the back it says. Come by after, Natalie. Great. Going to take that. He also has a wallet and keys. And there's there doesn't appear to be anybody else with him. So I'm going to cautiously yeah. approach the entrance of this like warehouse thing with a gun drawn. Do I have a gun? Is there any other gun on me? No, you're holding a tire iron and now you have the gun in the back of your belt. Okay, great. So I would like to cautiously, I uh, would like to quick open the gun and see if there's actually any bullets in there. There are. Uh, how many can I tell? Is it like a full clip? It or, looks like there's a, a full revolver? clip. It lo- no, okay, it's, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a mo- more modern gun. Okay, great. So I uh, take the safety off of it and I have it at the ready as I walk toward the entrance of this. Is there only one entrance? Yeah, there's a front entrance and it's opened. The door has rusted off. Okay, so I'm going to just cautiously approach that because I don't remember how I got here. No, you don't. As you look outside, you see that you're in like an industrial park. There's two cars outside. One is a nice Jaguar. The other one is a beat up old truck. Is he wearing a nice suit? He's wearing a nice suit. Great. I bet the nice car is his, but I would like to go... Is there anybody out there? There's nobody outside. Okay, I would like to quickly go through both of the cars to see what I can find. Okay. So I would like to use whatever (laughs) these keys open, if it's the truck or the Jag, and go through that one first. Yeah, so the Jag is parked closer, and as you walk up, you take out the keys that were in the guy's pocket and they are clearly for the Jag. Cool. There's like a logo and everything. So you open up the Jag. What do I, do I need to roll something for that? And uh, give me a search roll. Okay. And an accompanying focus check. The search Ooh, is shit. success. Yes. Okay. And then focus check. Eight again. All righty. <laughs> Good news on both. So you search the front of the car and there's not that much interesting. There's okay. car registration in the glove compartment. It's registered to the Volpes company. There's a big hunting knife in the console next to the driver's seat. Okay. Other than that, you don't see anything out of the ordinary. The trunk of the car, however, contains a box with stacks upon stacks of $100 bills. Like real hundreds? They appear to be real. I don't. You, you're, you're not an expert. Ah, oh, shit. Okay. Okay. I need to make a note of this to myself. Um, do I have anything I could make a note of? You can check your pockets. Okay, I'm going to check my pockets for like some paper and writing utensils. Yeah, so 
in your pockets, you find a couple of pictures. One of them is of the truck. One of them is of the guy that you don't know. Not this guy. Pictures. Uh, you also see some notes for yourself. Right. James Gantz, drug dealer. It also mentions Officer Teddy Gamble helping Teddy Gamble. you. Gamble. And okay. you have some paper if you want to make a new note. I would like to see if in the truck, which I think is now my truck, if I have a, a camera in there. You Well, I'll just give you this. that You can feel something vaguely camera-shaped in the messenger bag you're carrying. And indeed, if you look inside, the, there's a camera. Uh, there's also some needles in there. Then I, I want to quick go back in and get a picture. First, I want to get a picture of the money in the trunk. Okay. And the license plate of the car. Of the Jaguar. So like, yeah. So like, is, is the license plate on the back? Yeah. Okay, great. I want to get a picture of like the trunk open with the license plate in view as well. Then I want to close the trunk and take a picture of whoever this person is. Okay, you do all that? And he's still not awake, right? No, he, he, is, he is out cold. Okay, so I can't, take, I can't ask him anything. Um, does he have a wallet on him? Or Yeah, he has a wallet. You see his name is James okay. Grants, which almost matches the note you have about a James Gantz. Okay, so on the pick of him, I would like to write James Gantz. A uh, drug dealer, <laughs> and a rough estimate of how much money is in the trunk. Like, am I able to even guess at how much that could be? Give me an IQ roll. Okay. If you want to guess how oh, how much it could be. Boy, wait, no, does stay stay essential. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter how much money is in there. I, okay. I'm not gonna. Yeah, stay essential. Okay. So, uh, well, before I do that, I want to write down the license plate number. As you're doing all that, another car starts to drive up. Oh shit. Okay. So I'm going to get in the car. Which car? The, the Jaguar. Okay. Uh, did they see me? Most likely. You, I mean, you were standing outside starting to jot down the license plate number in plain view as they were coming up. <sighs> okay. If I look inside the other truck, is there clearly anything that I, I like left somewhere on like in view that I would need? You don't know. Oh, man. Yeah, okay. Uh, I'm going to get in the car, the Jaguar, and I'm going to just start driving. You start driving? You're trying to get away from this guy? Okay. Yeah, I don't think I want to be, I don't think I want to be near this person. Especially if I don't recognize them at all. Like, I, can I, do I see their face at all? You can, uh, give me a perception roll to try and spot their face as you're okay. driving off. Um, a perception minus two, because you're, you're, yeah. if you're gunning okay. it, you're gunning it. Five. That's a Holy big success perception. Shit. Big success. Uh, give me uh, an accompanying focus roll. Okay. 13. That's another strike. Dang, I missed it by one. So you're now down to your last focus strike. That means all of your IQ-based rolls, including focus strikes, are at a minus two. Okay. But you do get to spot his face, and okay. you recognize it. It's it's in one of the pictures you saw in your pocket. Okay. You saw based on your note that he's a cop. He's a cop. Oh, is this the cop that's helping me? He was helping you find the drug de dealer. Okay, okay. Uh, so if I if I recognize that this is the one that you called Teddy Gamble, right, then... I would like to uh, slow it down just a little bit, but like not let him approach. Like if he gets too close, I'm going to pull away again. All right. When he sees you, he gets out of this car and he seems to be he seems to be jogging over. He's shouting. So I, I uh, oh man, I want to point the gun at his feet and just be like, don't come any closer. You do that. He's like puts his hands up. Whoa, whoa, hey, 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 hey! I'm helping. I'm helping, Leonard. We know each other. You, you, you stay right there. And I, I want to uh, grab these. I, I, I instinctively know which pocket they're in, yes? Yeah. Okay, I want to pick up the stack of pictures I have. I want. I just want to compare the image I have of him to his face. Yeah, that's him. It's You've him. got the right guy. Okay. This is definitely the guy in your picture. The picture you have of him is him smiling and posing in front of what appears to be your truck, which is the one that is parked as well in this parking lot. Okay. You're currently in the Jag. Right. And he is. he, he holds back like, 
Whoa, whoa, whoa. What's going on? What's going on? I, I don't know. I don't know. It's all right. There's a guy Calm that- Calm down. J- put, he attacked put me. Put the gun down. He, all right. I just need you to stay over there right now. Okay, I'm staying here. Get, come on, get out of the car. Leonard, it's all right. I, I, we, I got here to help. We got to talk here. What happened? Can you tell me what happened? I, I woke up and he was attacking me, and I don't know why. Why was he attacking no, me? No, it's, it's, it's all right. It's all right. Is he, is he dead? No, he's not dead. I didn't kill him. I just, he's just, he's in there. He's in there. Will you go check? I'm, I don't know who he was. He just was, he was attacking yeah, me. That's fine. I'll check. I'll check. Come with me. No, I got, I got to stay out here. I don't, I don't know who this guy Leonard, is. Leonard, you, you're going to want to come with me. If the job's not done, you're going to want to come with me. I was helping you find the, I was helping you find the guy who killed your wife. I got him. I, he, well, uh, if he's not dead, you didn't get him. He's, it's almost done, Lenny. You're almost there. I, I but I, I think I'm in over my head here. There, I think there's something else going on. There's nothing else going on. What do you mean? I just mean I don't, I don't know who this guy was, but he's must have been dealing in some pretty heavy stuff. Yeah, he's a drug dealer. He deals in drugs. What did you find, Lenny? Huh? Um, Where are you running off to? You know that's not your car, right? Uh, I know. Uh, but how do I know that there aren't more coming? Who's coming? Nobody's coming. And if they were, well, then all the more reason to hurry up. Now put that gun away, Lenny. And he goes back to his car and he grabs something from inside and he shuts the car off. It had been I. Uh, you throw me your keys. The hell do you want with my keys? Get out of the damn car and put the gun I away. Want, Lenny. I want to have your keys. You want my keys? Fine. Get out of that car and give me those keys, and you can have my I keys if you want them. Grab my keys from the Jag, uh, and I, I get out, but I keep the I keep the gun pointed toward him, and I say, "I'm sorry. I just I'm a little shaken. I gotta have some insurance." You're here. the one who was running off, not me. What'd you find in there? I just huh? need some insurance. I need some insurance. Just just throw me your keys. Fine, here. And he tosses you his keys. Now, will you put away the gun? Okay. So I've got his keys. So where's Grant's? He's not here. He must be in the storehouse there. Is he, he's unconscious? Yeah, he's he's out. He's out. I don't know. He could be dead already, though. I, I, I hit him pretty hard. Why don't we go take a look? I like to be sure. I mean, okay. But you go first. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. And as I'm looking at him, do I see any, uh, like, is he, he might be, what is he, what is he, is he wearing something that, like, I can see that he's got, he's got a gun or anything like that? Uh, if you want to try and see that, give me a perception roll or an observation roll. Okay. Observation. Oh boy. So stressful. Whoa. Got that. Yeah. So when he went back into his car, what he grabbed was a small gun, which he put in his belt on his side, hidden under his shirt. Uh, Now give me a focus check. Oh, focus, 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 focus. Oh, that's a big old failure. (laughs) Sorry, Jonathan West. (laughs) And that is it for Jaws. Thank you for playing. Do not pass code. Do not collect 200. Damn. (laughs) I hope I gave him enough notes. Scott Aiello is a veteran stage and screen actor best known on TV for his recurring character, Tommy Barco, on Showtime's Billions. He's also narrated over 100 audiobooks and written a play, Bernie and Mikey's Trip to the Moon, which premiered last year at 59 East 59th Street in Manhattan. I got to see it, and I loved it. Uh, Most importantly, he's a regular on the film Reroll. Welcome, Scott. Hey, what's up, guys? How are you? I'm excited. Paulo, you're looking uh, dashing as ever. Oh, thank you. Thank you. I, I'm liking your, is that a, is that like a sweater vest combination you're wearing? Yeah, you know, I don't wear regular clothes anymore, as I'm sure many of us don't. Uh, I pretty yeah. much lounge around in a cardigan all day and uh, a pair of stretchy pants and uh, my favorite socks. And that is my <laughs> uniform. Yeah, uh, if it hasn't come up at this point, which I'm sure it has, this is during our remote 
uh, quarantine recording, so we're all in our own little private spaces. There is something called the coronavirus. I don't know if anyone's heard of this yet, (laughs) but it's uh, going around, and uh, we're all, especially because I live in New Jersey and Paulo's in Manhattan, uh, hiding in our apartments. I love watching all these videos of the rural people out enjoying their pools and things like that, and I'm like, cool, cool. Uh, I went to my living room today, and then I spent some time in my closet, which is where I am right now. I I have a small kiddie pool that I'm fully intending to this week set up in my backyard. If I if I go back to my apartment, I've been huddling up with some people in Queens. I would love to use my kiddie pool if it gets warm enough. It's supposed to be it's supposed to be in the 60s all next week. I don't I don't know if that's kiddie pool weather, but it is nice enough to at least hang out outside. Yeah, if you fill it up with warm water, maybe. So Scott, you've seen the movie, right? I have seen the movie because you know how I roll. Okay, I always cool. watch the movies before we play. Did you Did you enjoy it? You just saw it for the first time recently, right? Literally last night. Um, I loved it. I thought it was really great. Uh, I, you know, typical, uh, too bad Peter's not here to make fun of me. I didn't know that Christopher Nolan directed this. I also didn't know it was one of Christopher Nolan's early movies. Um, and uh, I thought it was brilliant. You know, I didn't know what I was in for and I was pleasantly surprised uh, by the build of it and the way it was shot. And I'm really curious to see how you're going to take us through this because I was like, how the fuck is he going to accomplish this? Because this looks like a real complicated. Well, weirdly, the audience already knows because this will be the last segment, which means if you're following audience, which I hope you are, this is the first segment for us. Wow. So we're now starting the story chronologically, but for you, ending it. Wow, that's crazy. My mo- Yeah, wow, okay. No, no, I'm now I'm really confused, but I I, yeah. I always trust I always trust in our God Paulo to to walk to walk me through. I've been having as I'm prepping to think backwards everything. It's crazy, Jesus. but uh, we'll we'll see how it works out. Yeah. All right. You're in an anonymous hotel room. You're sitting on a bed. You're facing the door. The curtains are drawn, but you can tell it's light out. There's a sensation in your stomach that you were agitated or nervous or scared. You're in your boxers. The bed is made. On the floor in front of you, there's a razor and some shaving cream. There's papers on the small desk to your left. You realize there's a sting of a new tattoo on your left leg and the itch of one that's half healed on your right arm. There's tattoos all over your body, you realize. Just remind me again of what I know. I know that I have this illness. Yeah. I know that I'm hunting for my wife's killer. I also know that she's dead. Because I watched it. The last thing you remember is her dying. It's her dying. And you notice the tattoo on your left hand that says, remember Sammy Jenkins," And that kind of snaps you into what it is you have. I also know to check my notes, to check things like that. So that's not any kind of retconning. Yeah, you have habits that you have just muscle memory built into yourself to check pockets for notes, to trust your own handwriting. Right. But right now you don't have any pockets. You're sitting on the bed. You're in your boxers. I'd like to. Um, I'd like to check. Uh, I'd like to check the new tattoo uh, um, on my leg. It says "Fact Five, Drug Dealer." It's scrawled in in your handwriting, like you you made it. This is how homemade tattoo. Okay. Yeah. You said there's notes on my bedside table. Yeah, there's a little bedside table, and there there's there's a whole big stack of notes, and you can go and take a look at them, and you see that they're a police file that you have taken extensive notes and scribbled on and there's pages of you summarizing sections and just as you start uh, to look at that there's a knock at the door yeah who is it leonard it's bert from the front desk uh yeah what can i do for you yeah i i know you said you didn't want any calls but but there's a call here from this guy he says he's a cop he says you're gonna want to hear what he's got to say he's a cop huh yeah do we know each other bert yeah, you 
You're renting a room here. Did I say anything? Do I know this cop? Have I mentioned this cop to you before? You didn't tell me about a cop, but but he called. He seems to know you. All right. Well, go ahead and put him through. I'll talk to him. All right. Hey, Bert. Yeah? Do we know each other? Well, yeah. Do we like each other? Oh, yeah. Okay. All right. Well, you have a good day then, Bert. Yeah, you too, Leonard. Thanks. And he he trundles off, and after a moment, there's there's a ring. I'm going to pick up the phone. Hello? Hey. Uh, is, is this Leonard? Leonard Shelby? Leonard Shelby speaking. Who is this? Yeah, this is Officer Gamble. We, we spoke earlier, and uh, I've got some information you might like to know. Officer Gamble? That's right. Officer, we, 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 you said we've spoken before. Have I told you about my condition? No, what's... what's I what's have this, this condition called anterograde amnesia. Basically, oh, uh, I, I yeah, have no... Yeah, sure. yeah, Leonard, I've got that on file. Yeah, I've, I've heard about Who it. Who did you it's, hear about it from? Well, I'm, I've been investigating your case, and I, I have it here in my Why notes. Why have you been investigating my case? Leonard, we spoke earlier. You were trying to get help. You were trying to and get help finding, uh, finding the killer, right? This, um, yes, I, I tracked true. I tracked the drugs that you were looking for. Ah. Yeah, that's one of my that okay. That that that's one of my facts. What about the drugs? Well, you gave me some narcotics, quantities of heroin, cocaine, and fentanyl. And you told me that if I could find who sold them, they or the person they got those drugs from was likely the man you were looking for. I did that and I tracked them back to a local trafficker selling them out of a bar in East Los Angeles. His name is James Grants, goes by Jimmy. Jimmy or James Gantz? Uh well. I'd like to, while I'm talking to him, I want to look at the tattoos on my body. So yeah. I want to look in the mirror and see what my tattoos say. So what do my tattoos say? Yeah, well, the ones that you see that say the facts are on your left forearm. Uh -huh. It says the, the facts, fact one, male. Fact two, white. Okay. On your right forearm, you see fact three, first name John. And then a tattoo scrawled in in your own handwriting says, or James. Okay. Fact four, last name G, and then a line indicating you don't have the rest of the name. Uh-huh. And then fresh on your left leg, fact five, drug dealer. Okay. Uh, officer, uh, thank you for helping me out. Tell me, uh, this is the first time we've talked? No, we've spoken a couple of times on the phone. I've never met you in person. Oh, okay. Well, uh, that name actually does mean something to me. So do you know where I can find this individual? Yeah, so uh, that's the thing. You pleaded very movingly that I provide you this man's whereabouts before I take him in. Well, I set up a sting... He's going to come to an isolated location, thinking he's there meeting a supplier. Now, I haven't done the paperwork on this arrest yet, so I could simply not show up, and no one would know. And you could fill in for me if you have any interest in that. I do, actually. I do. Where am I going? Look, just uh, just come downstairs. I'll meet you in the lobby. Uh, we, okay, well, what do you look like? Brown hair, mustache. I'm a real dreamboat. Yeah, brown hair and a mustache. And your name is? It's Officer Teddy Gamble. I want to, okay, I want to go to my, uh, um, I go to my coat. And I want to look through the pockets and see if there's any pictures of this Tony Ga of this Tony Gamble. Uh, you look through the p coat pockets, and the only picture you find is of a truck, which you presume is your truck. Oh, I don't have a suit at this point, do I? No. Interesting. You have right. like a jacket. <laughs> got it. Got it. Okay. I go. All right. Well, uh, Officer Gamble, I'll I'll see you soon. And uh, I immediately um, write. I take a piece of paper and I'd like to write down uh, this cop's name right. on my. And I write uh, Teddy Gamble, cop. And I want to write down the uh, name of this perpetrator on the same piece of paper. Sure. Teddy, you got to give me five minutes. I'll be down, okay? I need to get dressed and check my room for some stuff. All right. Great. I hang up the phone. I go into the, uh, I look in the drawers. You're uh, checking the drawers. The drawers have nothing. You find a Gideon Bible. Great. I close those. I want to gather up all my notes that I've already read. Yeah. And I want to put them in my pockets. So there's a big stack of papers that are the police file. You want to 
you want to take out just your notes and put them in your yeah, pocket? Whatever, whatever handwritten notes that I have. Okay, uh, you only take... have the ones that you just wrote. Great. Okay, in that case, I'll leave the police file here. I don't think I need that. But I'm going to take my the note that I just wrote, and uh, I don't have any kind of weapons or anything like that that I can find. Nothing in the room. Can I write a roll observation just to see if there's anything else in here that I might want to take with me? Yeah, give me a uh, search roll. Search. And that will be your first focus check as well. Okay. Um, and what can I do to increase my focus? There's there's really nothing you can do to increase your focus. Even if I take time to concentrate? No, that's actually the worst thing I could do, isn't it, is to take time. Yeah. Right. Okay, great. So in that case, I'm just going to roll for search first. I got a 15. Failure on search. Not good. Fantastic. And now give me a focus roll. And then focus. Oh, great. There's nothing I can do to increase this, huh? Nope. All right. And you're nice. fine on your focus. So you don't find anything in the room, but no focus strike on you. Great. Uh, I'm going to get dressed and I'm going to take my, I make sure I have a pen with me. Just in case, I'm going to take my tattoo kit with me, my homemade tattoo kit. Uh, yeah, you've got the needles with you, but the pen is fucked. So you've just got the needles. The pen is fucked. What does that mean? Well, you broke a pen to make, right, to, to, to get the ink. So I'm assuming I have several pens though. I want to bring. Yeah, you pens have more pens me. that you can bring. Great. I'm going to bring all my pens with me. I'm going to bring, uh, do I have a little case or something to bring all this you, stuff? You have in? a bag. You could, you can bring your messenger bag. Great. I want to bring my messenger bag and put all that stuff yeah. inside of it. You see that in the messenger bag, you have a Polaroid camera. Fantastic. That is what I want as well. Uh, I take all that stuff and I go meet Teddy. All right. You head down to the lobby. You see a portly man behind the desk and then in the lobby area there's a shortish man with brown hair slightly spiked up and a mustache and he seems to recognize you leonard uh teddy officer it's uh, very nice to meet you yes uh yeah it's nice to nice to see you in person all right shall we lead the way all right and he leads you out here's the address and he hands you a note with with the address of the place they're going to be Here's my number. If you need anything, give me a call, all right? If you don't mind, real quick, and I get get the Polaroid camera out of my bag, and I go to take a picture of him. Can I get a picture of you, just so I can remember? Oh, yeah, sure. And he backs up a little bit into out of view of the street, and he poses for you with a nice side smile. Uh, I take a picture of him. And it comes out. Oh, and I want to write down next, on my other note, I want to write down next to James Gantz. I want to write down um, hyphen drug dealer. All right. And Teddy gives you the address and phone number. He writes it on a piece of paper, right? Yeah. And he reaches out to shake your hand. You're outside the hotel now, and you see there's only a couple cars in the hotel parking lot, and one of them is the truck from your picture. We driving together? Nah, it wouldn't be appropriate. Great. And we and I, I say to him, I say to him before he leaves, I go, I go, Teddy, do you think this is the person that killed my wife? Um, as a police officer, I I, I don't want to say anything about it, but you know, as someone who's looked into your case and, and feels real sorry for you. Yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is him. Thank you, officer. I appreciate your help. Uh, hey. Yeah. Make him beg, will ya? Will do. No, I, I fucking, uh, do I have a gun or anything? You don't have a gun on you, no. Great. And he's telling me to go straight to this guy's yeah. uh, um, place. The guy thinks he's meeting for a drug deal. Great. I say, uh, I say, Teddy, do you have any protection that I can take with me? Just in case this guy gets a little rough. <laughs> what, are you gonna fuck him? Hey, I'm kidding. Look, uh... I don't want to give you anything that might be traceable, you know? He's a little reluctant. Give me a diplomacy roll if you want to get something right. useful from him. Come on. Nice. <laughs> nice. Ah. That is one away from a crit success. You are very persuasive. And he goes into his car and pulls out a small handgun that he gives you. All right. Great. Uh, he I says, take it. all right, fine. This is my burner. Unregistered and untraceable. I'd like it back, ideally, so don't use it unless you have to. It ain't cheap to get a piece of black market like that. Fantastic. I think I'm going to take that. Uh, no, I have to do a focus roll, right? Yep. 
Oh, this is nerve wracking. Oh boy, here we go. Come on, come on, come on, come on. You got a 10? All right, you're good. Teddy says, all right, you've got everything you need. You've got that number to call me if you black out along the way. Good luck. And he starts to turn away and then he turns to you and he says, you know, I think we'd make a good team, you and I. If you put your mind to something, you're unstoppable. You just need a little help getting where you're going. I say, thank you for your help in this. I said, I'll never forget you. I wish that was true. <laughs> I kind of laugh and walk away. Uh, yeah, all right, Lenny. Just stay focused. I don't want to have to come and find you. And he starts to head off towards his car. And then I go and I, I get in my truck and I dry, I want to drive to the address. I want to, I, once I get in the truck, though, I want to search it. Well, I'll give you for free that you see some tools and a tire iron in the back. The front looks pretty bare. If you want to roll search to give the truck a proper look through, you can do that. No, I don't. I'd rather, if you're going to give it to me for free, I ain't going to roll nothing. Sure. I mean, that's just what's in plain view. Uh, but if you're all ready to go, give me a navigation roll to get to the location Teddy gave you. Because you have no idea where you are, so finding a place based on an address is an, not trivial Would you for say you. A, navi a navigation roll? Yeah, navigation. Great. All right, here we go. Got, I got you it. You got it just fine, and that comes with an accompanying yep. focus roll. Jesus Christ, this is ridiculous. I'm going to be out of this game in two seconds. Uh, yeah, you're I got still it. Still, still no focus <laughs> strikes on you, so you're good. This is fun. This is fun, Paul. <laughs> okay, we're driving to the place. And you find the place, and it's an abandoned, a small warehouse area. It's in the middle of like an industrial park. There's a stone and gravel little parking area, and you drive your truck up. And it's just a one-story shack, rusted and beaten up. Exactly the kind of place that you'd expect a drug deal to happen. Uh, is there any sign that anybody's here already? Or am I the first to arrive? There's no cars. There's no obvious signs that anyone's around. Uh, at least from the outside. All right, then I want to... Uh, I'm just going to... I'm going to go right in. I'm going to go right all in. Right. I'm not going to do any kind of... I'm just going to open the door. Yeah, there isn't even really a front door. It's been rusted off long ago. So you can just walk right in. And inside, it's dim and the ground is covered in dirt from long misuse but there doesn't appear to be anyone inside you don't hear anyone great i would like to uh i don't think i have it but i want to like lie in wait if yeah. you know what i mean okay i mean i have shadowing i don't know if that's something i should use or what, what is the skill that i need for this um i I th i'll just give it to you for free that you are i mean if you have if you want to roll a default stealth I, I, oh i'm sure i want to I, I wanted to bring my tire on with me. sure sorry about that you bring the tire iron i've been assuming that you were keeping your bag with you and the gun you got from teddy in your waistband unless you tell me otherwise right. so you're just lying hiding in the shadows to surprise the guy when he comes in you don't have stealth so you won't get any bonuses for it but you're out of view and now you lie in wait so give me in order to wait you are going to need to roll a oh, focus right. minus three fuck Okay, here we go. So this is at a nine, right? Yep. Oh, right. fail. My That's first, your first focus strike. Fuck. But you've got two more left. All right. So you're uh, you're lying in wait, and eventually a really nice Jaguar drives up, and a corny-looking dude with like a, a handlebar mustache and slightly shaggy longer hair and a nice expensive suit gets out, and he starts walking up, and and as he's walking up, he shouts, "Teddy!" And he walks in the door. Teddy couldn't make it. Who's that there? It's me. I say, Leonard Shelby. All right, the memory guy. Where the hell's Teddy? He's coming soon. That's bad business. I think your business is about over, Teddy. I think your business is about over, Jimmy. And I know exactly what's been, I know exactly what's going on this time. What do you know, man? You don't know nothing. Tell me why you did it. I didn't do nothing, man. You would have done the same. You don't know nothing. You're bluffing. Tell me why you did it. Tell me why you killed my wife. Your wife? Who the hell's your wife? I ain't killed your wife. Who's your wife? I ain't killed no one. 
I want to roll detect lies. Roll detect lies. Yep. With an accompanying focus check. I fail detect lies. And on focus, I fail focus too. <laughs> All right. You're on your second focus strike now. So one more focus strike and your turn is done. Now, right. when you're on two focus strikes, all of your IQ-based rolls are at a minus two. Oh, good. Okay. Uh, I, I, say, I say, you're lying. You're lying. I know you're lying. I could tell that you're lying. Why did you kill her? Why did you kill her? Why did you, why did you destroy my life? This is bullshit. I'm out of here. You're fucking nuts. Tell Teddy he messed with the wrong guy. I'm just going to grab my tire iron and I'm going to charge him. All right. He will get a IQ roll to avoid surprise. He is not very smart, and that is a miss. Sweet. Give me an, uh, a roll to, to hit him. All right. There we go. Swing that tire iron. Oh, my God. Huge. Yeah. Nearly a crit success. He is surprised and doesn't get a dodge. Roll damage. Mm-hmm. That is one away from max damage. Oh, shit. <laughs> oh, yeah. You catch him cleanly across the temple, and th- that's not going to be enough to knock him out in one shot, but there is blood immediately spurting from his forehead, and he does lose his feet, and he is screaming at you incoherently. I'm going to hit him again with a tire iron, hard as I can. All so out. he gets a turn first, and he is at your feet and panicked. He doesn't have much of a shot at hitting you. I'm going to give him a quick perception roll. And he's going for the gun. He notices the gun in your waistband. He's at a minus two for prone. He reaches up. Give me a dodge. Or a parry. I think parry's going to end up being a little better. Oh, uh, you didn't give me a focus check for the last attack? No. <laughs> give me a focus check. What's it at? Nine? You're at a ten now. Because it's uh, they're at oh, minus okay. two on your third strike. And, and that's it. Skyle's that it. <laughs> That is the briefest reroll I have ever done in my life. <laughs> Who's next in line? I'm curious. It is Jaws next. Oh, perfect. The perfect person to come in in the middle of a fight. It could not have worked yeah. out better. Amazing. Thank you, Scott. That was uh, awesome. That was fun, you guys. Uh, I'm out. I'm going to go uh, I'm gonna go prep a thousand audiobooks. Thanks a lot. <laughs> all right. Break legs with all that. Thanks. Hey, everyone. That is it for Memento. It's done. We made it to the beginning. I sure hope you enjoyed the journey. Quick plugs before I depart. Scott will be a recurring character on American Rust starting September 12th on Showtime. Also, listen to the new sci-fi series he's narrating, Rebels Run, available on Audible. He is Scott Aiello 41 on social medias. Jaws is in rehearsals for Gardens of Annuncia by Michael John Lachusa, directed by Graciela Daniele at The Old Globe. Her social medias are JawsVam on Instagram and The Real JawsVam on Twitter. Jonathan West can be heard doing voice work for the Chilling Tales for Dark Nights podcast, available on iTunes. Carolyn plugs being a new mom in a pandemic. Her social medias are cfaycray, and her website is carolynfaycramer.com. I am going into rehearsals for The Gamblers by Nikolai Gogol at Pushkin Hall in New York. I play the main character. I think it's going to be great. Come check it out. I don't know the exact dates yet, but check my Twitter. I am Paolo Quiros on Twitter. The show is Film Reroll on Twitter and Film Reroll on Patreon. And thank you so much to everyone who supports the show. You make it happen. We will be back in less than two weeks with a very exciting episode, our 100th episode spectacular. Spectacular.